Welcome back to Couch Potato Radio. Derek Hansen with you on the Mighty 719, 104.7 KFGO. It's a pleasure to have with us. Again, he's a West Fargo native, longtime beat writer for the Broncos, also the Jacksonville Jaguars, going back to his days uh, with Kansas State, Chris Kleiman's uh, school now. But uh, obviously now with the Buffalo Bills covering them for the Buffalo News, it's Ryan O'Halloran. Hello, Ryan. How are you? I'm good, Derek. Good to join you again. Yeah, it's. Uh, I wish it was under better circumstances just previewing the playoffs, but uh, – Right now, I'm sure the, the NFL world is kind of in a, a, a tizzy as we're talking right now. There's just a lot of uncertainty. Yeah, and I guess you know, I was going to use uh, you know a similar word. They don't know what to do. And as we talk here uh, Tuesday afternoon, you know, Demar Hamlin, the safety for the Bills, uh, remains in critical condition. Remains in the intensive care unit uh, here in Cincinnati. Uh, you know, he's basically he died on the field. They brought him back, and it was something you've never seen on a field. At least I have it. Uh, many people have it, uh, but uh, he got the best care possible uh, to, you know, to bring him back. You know, now it's uh, I, think the, I think the league is in a holding pattern because they decided not to resume the Bengals-Bills game uh, this week. It had to be, I mean, you've co- covered a lot of NFL games. It had to be one of the most eerie feelings that you've ever been in in a football stadium. <laughs> It was, and you know, uh, it was such. A, it was such uh, by football standards, it was such an innocent play. You know, Demar tackles T. Higgins. You know, he hit the turf, but not head first. You know, he didn't get rolled up. Then he gets up. Okay. Well, now you don't see this until the replay. His his heart was stopped when he was on his feet, and because he's a healthy young guy, that you could do that for two seconds. Then he just fell backwards, and I think the. The two things that you'll remember, one is they're doing CPR on a football field. You know, that's not supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Second of all is when the teammates gather around them, they could not watch. They turned away. They started sobbing. Um, they started, you know, putting their hands over their face. So that's where it became real that they were seeing things that us upstairs through the binoculars could not see. It was a situation, too, where we've seen a lot of head injuries. We've seen potential neck injuries. You know, we've seen that. And you see the thumbs up and you go on a stretcher and then, you know, I hate to use this term, but it's just it's like the show must go on, right? But Mm -hmm. it's a whole different scenario here when you're talking about CPR. Yeah, and you, you, if you play this sport, there's a 100% chance you're going to get injured. So and I think if you cover this sport and you're a fan of the sport, you become desensitized to it. A guy injures his knee, pat him on the back, game must go on. Same thing with a spinal injury. You know, he has movement in his extremities. Hooray, let's play football. Uh, he, you know, there was no sign of that. I mean, it took them. I mean, they had to stabilize him on the field just to get him in the ambulance, which was at midfield. So, and I don't know people listening did not see any of that. ESPN uh, chose not to show 95% of that. But, uh, you know, it was the, the hourglass crawled there for about 15 minutes because you just didn't know and then the teams get sent in and i think at that point uh you know team, these guys were not ready to play and they made the other correct decision which was the only decision to postpone the game yeah and as we sit here talk uh, like you said uh, talking in the afternoon here on this tuesday i mean there's so many things that could go on here because i mean this game you know, the unfortunate part is it means so much too, right? I mean, yeah. and, and, and it's a billion-dollar business. They have to proceed somehow, but it's not going to be easy. No, and that's that's where Goodell, Roger Goodell, the commissioner, is going to, you know, I'm sure he's talking to his kitchen cabinet today. And just for your listeners, um, you know, the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Bengals all have a chance at the number one seed in the AFC for the playoffs. That means the only buy, that means two home playoff games. That is critical. 
and teams play 17 games for that, this game was going to help decide some of that going into week 18. You know, okay, what are the options? Do you, do you, do you push, do you, do you play this game and like we're created week 19, have only one week between the Super Bowl and the, and the conference title games? I think that's a long shot because that's, you're doing that just for one game. Uh, do you freeze the standings and say the Chiefs, you're the number one seed, and the Bengals and, and the Bills tiebreakers, you're two and three? Not fair, but that's the reality. Uh, so, uh, I, I have a hard time seeing this game being played because uh, you're getting into, into some bad schedule math. I mean, is there a potential of calling it a tie and moving on? I mean, would the, the clubs agree to that? Or, I mean, um, I think I think instead of a tie, they would just pretend it didn't happen. Uh, you know, because it, it probably it may have, it may help the Bengals with the division. In that case, you got to consider it. Uh, the, the Bills have clinched their division. Um, a tie doesn't do them any good uh, in terms of the first seed. Uh, so uh, it, they got to move fast on this one. And I think what they want to do is they want to respect the Bills, respect DeMar Hamlin, get some clarity on his condition, and then, then say, hey, we got to think about the ball and because that's what they got to do. Yeah, it's a, well, it's an unfortunate thing. And, and uh, you, you hate to compare this to anything else, but, uh, you know, we've had people – I mean, we've had just a sad story here of someone – you know, passing away at work, but you know, we had to do radio and I'm not trying to desensitize any of it. Right. I mean, the, the world has got to keep spinning and it's just, it's a tough thing. That's a tough balance. Cause you don't want to go the way of Vince McMahon when Owen Hart, you know, fell from the rafters 25 yeah. years ago and they, they kept on going with the pay-per-view. You got to find that balance and that's not easy. And I was at that pay-per-view in Kansas. Were you but, really? Uh, yeah. That's a story for another day, Derek. Oh my you know, maybe maybe a 30 year anniversary we can talk oh about my. that so um in that case the show did go on as you said but you did see signs that that was not a stunt uh particularly the way jerry lawler and jim ross responded but but um about the bills is at some point um i think the players will realize and it's a cliche you, you gotta play for him like well it, you, you do but you also have to say this is a job to do. Everybody did their job last night, and people are saying, "Well, were you, you know, were you overcome with emotion?" No, you're. I was so focused on doing the job and turning in the stuff that it wasn't until you get back to the room at 2 a.m. and say, "Holy crap, what just happened?" Yeah, Ryan O'Hallen with us again. He covers the Buffalo Bills for the uh, Buffalo News, and uh, just let me ask you, uh, just kind of, you you're been around this team now for half the season. You covered the Broncos early on. I, I'm sure. I mean, you kind of get to know the personalities. Just. I'm guessing it from from what you're seeing. I mean, these guys are, you know, they've been a brotherhood since going back to late July, right? I mean, that's just that's all there yeah. is to it. Yeah, I mean, these these players and these coaches spend more time with each other during the season than they do, you know, their parents, their brothers, their sisters. You know, maybe um, you know, they don't see their kids a lot because it's such an all-consuming, you know, 18-week season. So I think that's where the emotion uh, was so strong is that this is. Uh, this is one of their brothers on the field. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and it's one of those things, too, and I don't mean to – it can really go one way or the other for the team, right? I mean, we saw yeah. we saw this a little bit with the Corey Stringer situation. We thought, well, maybe this will bring them together. And in, in reality, I'm, the sad part about it is the team kind of fell apart. It was Denny Green's <laughs> last year. And I'm not saying anything like that, but, but, but we're just kind of talking about the reality of the situation. This is a mental game. And, and if something, you know, as we sit here – there's just a lot of uh, there's not much change as you and I are talking right now. Yeah, I mean this is this is uh, this is not golf or baseball. I mean this is a 
violent, violent game where if you're worrying about getting hurt, you're going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I think that's going to be that's going to be the mental hurdle for this Bills team. They have Super Bowl aspirations. They should. If they would have won last night, I would have said, like, stop Glendale because they would have been in line for that one seed. So, uh, you know, you know, will it galvanize them? <sighs> Probably a tough word to use at this point. But, uh, you know, they don't need any motivation. This will be a bonus. Yeah, for sure. Well, Ryan, I'm sure, I know you got to get going as far as your travel is concerned. It's uh, that's got to be really a, just a, a, an emotional thing, and I'm guessing it's really got to be emotional for the city of Buffalo too, because you know, sports wise, they've been on emotion with this team, and then to see this in front of them too, and, and this is the show right now in Northern New York. Yeah, and you know, talk about this year in the in the city of Buffalo. You had the mass shooting at the supermarket in May. And then just in the last six weeks, you had a massive snowstorm over Thanksgiving, or a week before Thanksgiving. And last week, they had the bomb cycle, and 40 people died. I mean, I haven't been home since December 22nd because of the weather. So, uh, so I'm looking forward to get back home. But you know, this is this is a fan base that supports its players, and it's vice versa. The players support this fan base. And just to give you one example, as Hamlin started a GoFundMe over Christmas, toys for you know toys for kids. Just his goal was to raise 2,500 bucks. As of this afternoon, it was three point five million. Yeah, that's so amazing. that shows you that shows you the investment that the, the fan base has in these players. Yeah, no question. I think the whole, really, the whole nation and the whole football watching world has certainly been involved in that too. Just uh, really touched by, and it really, I think, overcome with emotion by what they saw or listened to last night. That is for sure. Orion, well, hopefully you do get home and everything is getting a little bit better up there in uh, Buffalo. I do appreciate your time as always. All right, Derek. Take care now. Thanks. You bet. Ryan O'Halloran, West Fargo native. Again, follows the Bills now for the Buffalo News. Longtime uh, uh, Jaguars and also Broncos beat writer. And again, from right here in the Fargo-Moorhead, West Fargo area. Derek Hansen with you. Couch Potato Radio, KFGO.